0: All right, News Roundup information overload hour 80941 Sean if you want to be a part of the program, uh, I know many of you have been hearing about this new variant uh, that is out there and I know it's got a lot of people freaked out. Um, and by the way, uh, I think you you've got to pay attention to all of this because it all matters. It all impacts our health. Now if you listen to politicians around the world and the travel bans, but by the way, I support a travel ban. If there's a new variant, we saw what happened with the Delta variant. We we've got to be careful. Fascinating that Joe Biden is xenophobic, hysterical, racist on himself, because that's what he accused Donald Trump of. Um, Anyway, there are two people that have been leading the charge. Uh, Probably the the top person is is Rand Paul from Kentucky. He's also had, you know, support from uh, Senator Ted Cruz, a ton of support. And Anthony Fauci, you know, claims that he is science and claims I'm going to be saving lives while Republican senators are lying. Now, the problem with him saying this very thing is it's just not true what he's saying. Now we have the emails of Dr. Fauci. Those emails show a panicked Dr. Fauci when he discovered that there might have been gain of function research and NIH money that funded this. There was a, a, a hectic exchange back and forth with top people at the NIH. So he knew from the beginning. We know that on January 31st, he got an email that said that, in fact, it looked like uh, one of the specific genomes, as you break down the sequence of COVID-19, had been manipulated in a lab. That's January 31st of 2020. And then, of course, we have the Intercept 900 uh, documents that they came up with. Uh, Under oath, Fauci testified before the Senate committee that the NIH has not ever uh, and does not now fund gain of function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, But yet the NIH on October 20th wrote that they, in fact, did fund an experiment at the Wuhan lab, uh, Virology lab testing if spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to human ACE2 receptors in a mouse model. That is called gain of function. But that doesn't stop Fauci from attacking Senator Rand Paul and Senator Ted Cruz. Listen. Senator Cruz told the attorney general you should be prosecuted. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I have to laugh at that. (laughs) I should be prosecuted what happened on january 6th senator
2: do you think that this is about making you a scapegoat to deflect of from president trump of
1: course you have to be asleep not to figure that one out
2: well there are a lot of republican senators uh taking aim at this i mean that's
0: okay
1: i'm just going to do my job and i'm going to be saving lives and they're going to be lying
0: Okay, joining us now to respond, a Kentucky Senator Ram Paul. Senator, does that prove that the testimony on May 11th, uh, coupled with the NIH letter of, of, what, October 20th, does that not prove that, that under oath, a violation of federal law where you can be penalized up to five years in jail, did Dr. Fauci lie before Congress?
1: Without question, Dr. Couch has lied repeatedly before Congress. We've given him a chance to correct the record. I've sent him an official referral to the Department of Justice. I think he should be prosecuted because this goes beyond sort of a haphazard mistake or carelessness. This goes to a person who purposely, I believe, covered up the origins of the virus, but also purposely has discounted the idea of natural immunity such that he's wanting to mandate vaccine on children now. And if you took into account natural immunity, I don't think that there would be such a rush to mandate this on children or to mandate this on anyone. With regard to gain of function, he was funding research in Wuhan, but also research in North Carolina and in Galveston that takes viruses that are unknown, mixes them together with viruses that we know, and finds out or tries to discover whether or not they gain in function. And yes, some of them have gained in function. It's very dangerous research. There are nonpartisan scientists at both Rutgers and MIT who have come forward and said, this is the kind of research that is a risk to civilization. That's a pretty significant uh, you know, description of what he's funding. And so instead of sort of owning up to this or having a reasonable intellectual debate on this, he comes forward and says he is science. He represents science. And that anyone attacks him is attacking science. The arrogance of that kind of statement from a government bureaucrat is, is alarming, and we should ve- be very, very worried about someone who believes that they represent all science.
0: Well, I mean, that was pretty arrogant statement of himself. You know, this is the guy in March of 2020 on 60 Minutes says, oh, masks, oh, they're not going to do anything. Maybe they stop one little droplet, but they're not going to protect you. Then it was one mask and two masks and mask in perpetuity. Then it was vax or mask. And then it becomes vax mask. Uh, vax and mask, then it's vax mask and booster. And then I guess there'll be booster after booster after booster. So I think you can make a pretty strong case that a lot of vaccine hesitancy, if you will, came from the CDC, the NIH, Dr. Fauci and Joe Biden and Jill Biden, fully vaccinated, outdoors, socially distant, mask on, going into... Former President Carter's home, 96 years old, his wife Rosalind, 93, taking off their masks, not socially distant, right on top of each other. Uh, I'm sure that was no mixed messages there, Senator, you think?
1: You know, I think you can make the argument that Fauci has disseminated misinformation that actually probably has cost lives. So by telling the public now that uh, cloth masks work, if you're an elderly person and your spouse has COVID and you go in to treat them and take care of them in their bedroom and feed them, do you think that maybe telling people to wear a cloth mask instead of an N95 mask might be misinformation that might actually cause you to take care of someone and risk your life and perhaps get COVID when you could be wearing an appropriate mask and treating the patient appropriately and you might have a chance? I think he's also caused lives to be lost in countries like India, where they're following Fauci's lead. Instead of targeting the vaccine towards the elderly and those who have not yet had COVID, he's saying, oh yeah, people who had COVID need to be vaccinated equal with the elderly. Well, that kind of uh, information or public health exhortation from Fauci causes people to get vaccinated who don't need to be vaccinated, those who've already had it, but it also takes away the vaccine from people who more urgently needed, the elderly, and particularly the elderly who have not yet had COVID.
0: Now, you have stated publicly that you had COVID, and you have stated publicly that you are not getting vaccinated, that you believe in natural immunity. Uh, if we're to follow the mantra of the left and the president and everybody else to follow the science, well, I'm following the science in Israel, and nearly 800,000 people they have studied that had natural immunity compared to those that had the vaccination uh, were 27 times less likely to be impacted by the Delta variant. Uh, that's that's a pretty impressive number to me. Uh, apparently, a new study came out of Cutter, and I know they need to be peer-reviewed, and I look for the final final numbers on, on both of these. I'm following them closely, as I'm sure you are. Uh, showed pretty much the same thing, that what you have been saying, that natural immunity, T-cell immunity, even if your antibody levels decrease, which they do over time, uh, T-cell or, or memory cells would instantly kick in if your body were to detect... I assume any COVID-19 or any variant of COVID-19. Am I wrong in that?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And the thing is, is that the irony of Fauci preaching that we should discriminate against the unvaccinated and discriminate and separate ourselves and fear people who are not vaccinated, it may be the opposite of the truth. People have had the disease, like myself, according to the Israeli study, it's actually safer to sit next to me than it is to sit next to someone who's vaccinated. That's not an argument against being vaccinated, but it's an argument for Uh, or against the government sort of segregating and calling certain people deplorable and unwashed and these terrible, horrible people that are unvaccinated. You know, look, the basketball player You know, uh, um, I'm blanking on his name, but several of the basketball players, you know, who have already had the disease are saying from the NBA, you know, I've already had it. I have immunity. The thing is, is that kind of immunity that develops within our community and within our country is actually good for the country. That doesn't mean we should choose to get it, but a lot of people, we now think over 100 million people, maybe as many as 150 million Americans have had it. That is helping the immunity that will eventually defeat this bug. That's not an admonition to go out and get it. But the thing is, already 100 million people got it, whether we wanted it or not. And by Fauci discounting that and ignoring that, he's ignoring the science and then saying, hey, I'm science. Don't talk, Don't criticize me. I am the science. The arrogance of that is just beyond imagination.
0: You know, the fact that we used American tax dollars, and I think that, that you have made the case, You've at least you've made it to me and proven, and I think backed up by the Fauci emails, by the intercept documents, and, and even by the NIH's own language, admitting that they supported gain-of-function and the eco-alliance uh, that they funded this money through, um, it's likely our tax dollars went to, went to fund some of the research that that caused the gain-of-function and the release of this virus. Is that a fair statement?
1: This is the biggest reason why Fauci should be fired, because he's not acknowledged that he made a mistake in funding the Wuhan lab. He's not acknowledged that this came from gain-of-function research, but he's also not acknowledged that the danger exists that this could happen again. They are doing experiments with viruses that have a 50% mortality fortunately the virus that we are are battling has a 1% mortality and that's still a problem 5 million people have died it's not it's not a big, it is a big deal but imagine if this had 50% mortality but as we speak Fauci still supports gain-of-function research that combines a virus with 50% mortality with an unknown virus. And he says, well, we don't know whether the unknown virus will gain in lethality or not. Well, my goodness, who who would like to take the chance with a virus with a 50% mortality escaping from the lab? So he has shown a recklessness with this. There needs to be an investigation. He needs to be prevented and put as far as possible away from any decision-making because we could get a Pandemic worse than this one from a lab. As long as Tony, well, Fauci he supported is still in favor he, of
0: this. In 2012, he said that even if it caused a worldwide pandemic, he still supported gain-of-function research, which is madness. Quick break, right back. More with Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky on the other side. Than are As we continue with Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky, what do you think of this Omicron variant? I mean, we've had the Lambda, the MU or MU variant and the R.1 variant and, of course, the Delta variant, which which was a, a much bigger challenge. Um, and then when you couple that with the, the the head of the Medical Association in South Africa and the comments that she made on the observations of Omicron, what do you think?
1: I think it's too soon to tell. I'm hopeful that the initial um, observation that not that many people were getting very sick and that the symptoms were mild, if that turns out to be true, that'll be great news for the world. If it's more transmissible, but much less lethal, there's a possibility that it will actually dominate and get rid of the original variant as well as the Delta variant. Over time, many viruses do mutate to become more transmissible, but less lethal, less deadly. We don't know yet. But here's the other thing that we could be and should be doing if Dr. Fauci actually really cared about saving lives what we would be doing and that's encouraging and liberalizing the ability to have new vaccines so for example we've had the delta variant vaccine sitting around they've been doing studies on it for several months have you ever heard Fauci say that we should allow the new vaccine to be introduced some people say it's because the government including Dr. Fauci, allowed them to buy up millions, hundreds of millions of doses, and they have to use those up to feel like they got their money's worth out of them before they would allow adaptation of a new virus vaccine. But, you know, we get new flu vaccines every year.
0: By the way, and, and, and and he barely mentions, you know, monoclonal antibodies, and people that I know that have gotten them immediately after diagnosis have done extraordinarily well. We never hear anything about it.
1: Right. And there was some some mention today by Regeneron that they are worried that theirs may not work with Omicron. But what we need to do is allow speedy approval of mm-hmm. new monoclonal antibodies. Let's say Omicron turns out to be less deadly. Maybe we don't do anything. Maybe there's no vaccine or new antibodies that need to be produced.
0: Well, you've got to say, prepare no, for, for the worst. Weeks,
1: we, yeah. If two weeks from now we decide that it's very, very deadly and it's spreading throughout the world, We need to quickly approve uh, the ability to produce a new vaccine, but also quickly approve new monoclonal antibodies if we need them. But it's too soon to know. And so Dr. Fauci, who believes the sky is always falling and has never met a mandate that he didn't like, he immediately latches on to, you know, he lapses into his authoritarian nature of what new thing can we do to ban human behavior? Of course, none of the things that he's been for have really worked. More people died this year than last year, so it doesn't look like Dr. Fauci is a great genius in doing anything to control this pandemic. Wow. Uh, we, need to, we need to wait before we do anything, you know, pause a little bit, let's see what's going to happen with this variant, and let's don't uh, start telling people have to stay inside and put masks on again.
0: Senator Rand Paul, Kentucky, you've uh, been doing a phenomenal job exposing all this. Thank you for your time, as always. Uh, when we come back, we'll hit the phones eight hundred nine four one Shawn. We'll get right to the phones. Quick break, right back.
1: Now that we made some money for our sponsors, let's go back to making the liberals crazy.
3: The Handman is back on the radio right now.
4: This is Peter Schweitzer, president of the Government Accountability Institute.
3: And Eric Eggers, Vice President of the Government Accountability Institute, filling in for Sean Hannity today. We host a podcast called The Drill Down. You can find it at thedrilldown.com. And we're just excited to be talking about a lot of the things that are happening and mattering to Americans today. And uh, it turns out there's quite a bit, not the least of which, unfortunately, are the COVID measures that uh, seem to be... Coming back for this holiday season.
4: Yeah, you've got all these uh, bills that are being introduced in New York that are increasingly resembling a pretty autocratic approach. You've got Senator Dianne Feinstein now saying that that they need to start requiring vaccines to fly domestically uh, in the United States. But it's interesting. There's one group of people that has not had any. Uh, of their freedoms uh restricted uh they don't happen to be u.s citizens but they happen to be in the united states
3: yeah on our podcast we have uh gai government accountability institute fellow jason chaffetz former member of congress he had a really insightful piece that we talked about a couple weeks ago where he pointed out the hypocrisy and in fact i think the, the lack of effectiveness when you have all these COVID measures in place for united states citizens But when the southern border remains open and we apparently don't give them anywhere near the level of attention that we give American citizens, and Jen Psaki was actually asked about it recently. So if somebody walks into the country, right across the river, does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card?
1: Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are. the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's but the same here. thing. The it's difference? not the same thing.
3: It's not the same thing, Peter. So stop suggesting that it is. Uh, we'd also, but this is an issue that more and more people are taking notice of. I mean, look, this is a normal thing. When your freedoms and when more things are asked of you, law-abiding American citizen, or at least in your case, American citizen, then people are going to ask questions and say, "Well, how come what's good for me is not good for thee?" And I think Anthony Fauci had a similar situation recently. You advise the president about the possibility of new testing requirements for people coming into this country. Does that include...
1: The answer is yes, because you know that the new uh, uh, the new uh, uh, regulation, if you want to call it that, is that anybody and everybody who's coming into the country needs to get a test within 24 hours of getting on the plane to come here.
3: But What about people who don't take a plane and just these border crossers coming in in huge numbers? That's
1: a different issue. For example, when you talk, we still have Title 42 with regard to protection at the border. So there are protections at the border that you don't have. The capability, as you know, of somebody getting on a plane, getting checked, looking at a passport—we don't have that there, but we can get some degree of mitigation.
3: Is there something to do to test these people somewhere else? No, there there is.
4: There is testing at the border under certain circumstances, as you know. So the title of Jason Chaffetz's article is "Biden's COVID Measures Meaningless Without Border Security." And to talk about that, uh, we have one of the top experts in the country. That's Brandon Judd. He is president of the National Border Control Council, and he's a 20-year veteran of helping control America's borders. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Yeah, Peter, Eric, it's good to be with you, but let, let me just tell you, listening to those clips, you have no idea how bad that boils my blood. Being on the border, seeing everything that we do, day in and day out, knowing that these people are being released into the United States, and not having Jen Psaki tell the American public the truth, All we want is for the American public to be able to formulate their opinions based upon all the facts, the full truth. Instead, this White House... Tries to limit the amount of information so the American public cannot form their opinions. These people are not being tested that are being released in the United States. They are not being mandated to have COVID vaccines that are being released in the United States. And a vast majority of them are being released in the United States. To speak to Dr. Fauci's Title 42, we Title 42, so few people, it's not even funny. Under the Trump administration, we Title 42 to everybody. Under this administration, they have created so many different carve outs that the vast majority of the people are not being Title 42. They're lying to the American public, they're withholding truth, and so the American public is not allowed to develop and formulate their own opinions based upon all facts. If you can't tell, I'm ticked.
3: (laughs) Brandon Judd is president of the National Border Patrol Council and a 20-year veteran. Brandon, I do want you to be a little bit more passionate about this issue, but I also (laughs) want you to explain to people what Title 42 is, because I'm willing to bet the vast majority of our listeners don't know.
2: So Title 42 is a health care. There's a law that allows the, the, the federal government to implement a health code that expels people immediately that cross our borders illegally or legally, it doesn't matter. It allows us to expel them under um, a pandemic situation. It's a health code. And, and what we did under President Trump is anybody that crossed the border illegally, we didn't even take them back to our stations. All we did was we fingerprinted them in the field. And as long as they did not have a criminal record here in the United States, we would then immediately take them back to a port of entry and expel them back into Mexico. And this was everybody. It wasn't just people from certain countries. It was everybody. But President Biden, when he came in, he said that we couldn't expel children. He said we couldn't expel family units. He said we couldn't expel people from certain countries. And by the way, those countries just happen to be the worst countries, the countries that hate us the most. So he did away uh, the vast majority of this health code that allows us the law that allows us um, Title 42. That's just the law. The, um, um, I don't remember what USC, but Title 42 is the is the law that allows us to do it. So yeah, he he just he completely and totally gutted our authority under Title
4: 42. Well, Brandon, I think this has the potential to be a hugely important issue because you've got people concerned about the border, people that are concerned about COVID restrictions, and the fact that there are inconsistent standards that are actually uh, working against U.S. citizens, working U.S. citizens, is going to outrage a lot of people. Let me just read something that Jason Chaffetz wrote in this piece. That means hundreds of thousands of people are flooding into the country illegally While truck drivers are prohibited from doing their jobs unless they are vaccinated, we seem to have a shortage of truck drivers in this country, not a shortage of illegal immigrants. And yet we're penalizing law abiding Americans. And I would argue that some that are maybe not as concerned as they should be about the border are going to be really angry when they realize that illegals crossing the border don't have to worry about these restrictions that we face.
2: They would be. The vast majority of the American public would be outraged if they actually knew what was going on. And that's the problem. The only people that know what's going on are the ones that listen to your show, listen to your podcast, listen to Henny's show, watch Fox News. Um, and, and some of the other news news channels. But the vast, majority of the, Ameri- the vast majority of the American public doesn't have that luxury to hear everything that's going on. But they do expect the White House to be honest with them. They expect the White House to give them the full facts, and they're not. So when you look at it, when you look... That we are apprehending on the southwest border every single day, five to 7,000 people. And those five to 7,000 people, a majority of them are being released into the United States. That means we're releasing a million people per year into the United States. They could be carrying not just, not just COVID-19, but they could be carrying all kinds of um, diseases that come from third-world countries, even developed countries, um, people we we apprehend from. We could be releasing people into the United States with all kinds of diseases, you know, including COVID-19, the Omicron variant, all of the, the Delta variant, all of the different um, diseases that come in. And this administration is doing nothing to curb that. Nothing.
3: Why do you think that is?
2: Because they're pandering to their, to their leftist base. When you look at... When you look at today's politics, especially with the left, they recognize that if they don't energize their base, if they don't do what their base wants, they're not coming to the polls. The Democrats, generally speaking, don't come to the polls. And they know that. And so what they're, what they're doing is they're trying to tell their base, look, we're doing what you want us to do. You're open borders. We're going to give you the open borders. If we can't get the, uh, the amnesty through reconciliation, you know what? We'll just do it through policy. We'll just release thousands upon thousands of people into the country, um, even though they're illegal, even though they're going to do us harm, because it energizes their base, and that's all they care about.
3: See, this is why I think this is such an important story, because I actually think, like, I don't disagree with your logic, Brandon. We're talking to Brandon Judd, who's the president of the National Border Patrol Council and an active member of uh, the United States Border Patrol. But what I think is interesting is is that the, the people, you're, the, the base that you're speaking of, that when I think of people that are COVID cautious, I think about the woman I saw yesterday in New York City walking with her dog by herself with a mask on all throughout the street. So I actually think that while we do, as, while the Democrat voters do care about immigrants and the plight of immigrants i also know they're not trying to get anywhere where they think they can catch a case of covid uh regardless of the ethnicity of the person that might be bringing it in their proximity so do you think there's actually a chance that maybe the political calculus is changing a little bit because of this virus
2: well it is the the, the political calculus has changed dramatically if you look at the the way everything's going today um, you know, more and more Democrats continue to say that they do not think that Biden is doing a good job. I mean, the last Mar- uh, Maris poll said that uh, I think it was 82% of Democrats approved. You know, that that's down from 87%. So yes, there are there are Democrat, you know Democrats that are coming down off of this Joe Biden high from a year ago, and they're coming down to earth and they're recognizing this guy has done nothing as far as policy. Now, I'm not just talking about illegal immigration. I'm not talking about border security. I'm talking about everything. This guy hasn't done anything um, that has benefited this country. He's done a lot of things that benefit other countries, but he hasn't done anything to benefit this country, and we're starting to see that in the polls. Independence, he's getting destroyed by independence and they are recognizing that he's just not doing a good job, and border security was the first chink in that armor. Border security was where he first, the, the, the major changes, day one he got rid of the migrant protection protocols, day one he changed Title 42, and we saw the explosion of illegal immigration. So that was the first chink in his armor, but everybody's starting to recognize this guy just does not know how to govern.
4: Well, this administration keeps telling us to follow the science, which, of course, we know they're not doing. But I don't know any science, any science that says let millions of people from the developing world into your country without testing them during a pandemic. And, and Brandon, just really briefly, before we go to a break, explain to us this is not just people from Guatemala and Mexico. These are people coming from around the world. This is the United Nations arriving at our doorstep.
2: The United Nations identifies 195, officially identifies 195 countries. We are apprehending people from 151, a little more than 151 of those countries, including countries that want to do us a great deal of harm. We just apprehended in Yuma, Arizona, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, um, Senegal, Mm. um, um, Eritrea. Um, Saudi Arabia. We're apprehending people from around the globe. This isn't like back in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. This wasn't 90% me- um, people from Mexico. We're apprehending people from around the world. That's how um, capable these criminal cartels are in exercising our policies against us. This administration is allowing criminal cartels To dictate to us what our operations will be on the border they are allowing them to go into countries and advertise their um, their services and they're generating billions of dollars every single year based upon our policy
3: well i guess the last point to make then would be given what you just noted in terms of the the united nations the the universal appeal of people's willingness to cross in this country illegally And the fact that we're holding United States citizens to standards that we're not holding citizens of the world. Talk about how what could potentially be happening to the actual force of the United States Border Patrol because of the vaccine mandates for federal employees. Some estimates have said that up to 60 percent of members of the Border Patrol could lose their jobs, which I'm willing to bet wouldn't make Border Patrol enforcement any better.
2: No, no. We're, we're going to lose an awful lot of agents. Uh, we're, we're seeing stories come out all the time. I'm, I'm vigorously defending um, the agents as much as we possibly can, trying to ensure that we keep as many agents as we possibly can. But yes, we're looking at potentially losing up to 3,500 agents out of a workforce of just 19,000. That's an astronomical number. We wouldn't be able to absorb that hit. And that's one of the things that really, really ticks me off about Fauci. Fauci says he's not a politician, yet he doesn't give, he doesn't give truthful answers. He gives political answers. Instead of um, telling the truth that these millions of people that are evading apprehension or being released into the United States, they could be carrying these, uh, uh, these viruses. Instead, he says, well, as you know, we have Title 42 in place. Title 42, come on, give me a break. We're releasing millions of people every
3: year. Well, we appreciate you being willing to spread the truth re- literally to the entire country right now, Brandon. People may not have the luxury of listening to our podcast, although it is free and available at any website where you get your podcast and at the drill dot com. You just heard uh, from Brandon Judd, president of the National Border Patrol Council, uh, speaking truth, uh, uncomfortable truth, but truth about the reality on the southern border. We appreciate his time. Appreciate your time. It's Eric Eggers and Peter Schweitzer, host of the drill down podcast in for Sean Handy. We'll be back just after this.